everyone. Welcome back to Silver and Sensational. I am your co-host and producer of the show, Jessica Lynn Verdi. And with me, as always, drumroll please, our sensational uh, Lois Mills. It is hi. <laughs> hi, everyone. It's Lois out here today looking forward to talking with you with Jessica. I'm I'm really enjoying these weekly meetings, Lois. I didn't I knew that this was going to be a very fun show. I didn't know how uplifted I would feel after these. Oh guys, I do too. Yeah, do I I'm do. Glad. Yes, because I'm hoping, I'm hoping that <clears throat> some of the examples uh, I give in my life experience, you know, is maybe shedding some light to some of you out there. And uh, if I can even help just one person, it's uh, it's worth it for me and for you, Jessica. Well, yeah, I, I can't be the only person wondering, too. Um, I mean, A, I know we're all, like, amazed at, like, the, ama- the amazing... You have, like, a gift for putting these stories together to have a great resolution, punchlines, you know, morals, but also how you... How can you share these things so wholeheartedly and with and so bravely? It's, it's, I'm sure a lot of us are wondering that. Well, it really has to do with age. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that because at this stage in my life, I don't give a damn. Sure. And uh, I no longer worry about what somebody thinks or what somebody's going to say. And, you know, not having any children... Um, many of these stories would just go sure. to, pasture, to pasture with me in the great oven of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very Italian thing to say, too. Yeah, so um, it's because I, I really, you know, I feel if I say something that offends somebody, am I sorry? Yeah, I'm sorry if you're offended, but then again, I can say that's your problem. So most of the things I'm sharing are just personal stories and, you know, not saying you should do it or you shouldn't do it. You know, it's not passing judgment on whether you've done it or not done it. It's simply I'm just sharing. So hopefully you'll take it in the vein in which I'm giving it, and I have a really good story today. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. really good story. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, and today I think is a subject that if you're just finding us on YouTube because you're looking for ways to boost your life, to kind of hack it, or, you know, we're not necessarily sharing with you anything you haven't heard before, but there's reasons why we decided today was important because I think we can all benefit from it. And unsurprisingly, I certainly can. Uh, And we did put the topic of what today was out on our Facebook. So if you're following us on Silver and Sensational on Facebook, you get to know about what the topic is. And then you can email us at silverandsensational at gmail.com with your question. So this week is all about making the most out of your life. And we did get an email from John R. asking, hi, Lo. I hope... I'm hoping you can help me. I don't consider myself an introvert, but lately I have 
had a very hard time to want to see friends. It's not like I don't like my friends. I do. But often I'm inclined to say no to things that I otherwise would like to do. When I do go out, I never regret it. But getting the energy to actually say yes in the first place is hard. I even want to cancel right up until the last minute. Please help. Sincerely, antisocial by proxy. <laughs> well, should I just call you anti? Uh, yeah, let's, thank, I think anti thank is you right. for your question. <clears throat> Actually, I've kind of been in the same boat. Ah, interesting. Yes, yes. and um, I think it's as much a habit of saying no to things as it is to saying yes. Hmm. And when things start to get too much to go out, see your friends, meet for a coffee or whatever it might be, it's time that you sit back and ask yourself, what's motivating this? You know, is, um, I mean, I'm a very social person. And I am also very much a loner. Now, this might go for many people, that's just too much of a difference. But you see, I do like spending my time alone. But I really enjoy being with people, certain mm. people. Sure, yes. So, not everyone. No, nope, no. Nope. Yes. Certain people. Mm -hmm. So, my answer to you is, barring any depression you're, you may be in, and mm. if you're really feeling that depressed... Um, it might be time for you to maybe seek help. Okay. If you're just in what we what I call the doldrums, then it's time to have a really good talk with yourself and to start to get yourself pulled back together. And as I say, once you start saying yes. You start getting out of those doldrums. And, you know, what I'm telling you right now is, you know, no magic pill or anything like that. It's, I guess what I'm saying to you, anti, mm -hmm. is that you simply have to take care of and help yourself. Because I'll give you this kind of clue. Even if you see a therapist, if you're not open and willing to help yourself, even they can't help you. Yes. So start with that. You know, sit down with yourself, write it in a journal, do whatever, but make a promise to yourself and maybe ask yourself, why don't you think you deserve a more fun life? Huh. Okay. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for the question, Anti, and for everyone else who sent yes. in questions. Uh, you guys are the reason why we're doing this, and hopefully that helps you. And I think the rest of this episode is bound to help all of us, Lois. So tell us, how can I improve my life? Well, listen, it, for those of you who have been finding yourself in a rut, which maybe post-COVID, some of mm. that is still hanging on, and maybe you're just starting to get a bit bored and you're doing the same routine day in and day out. You get up at a time, you do this, you have your 
you have a schedule you keep to, or some of us have no schedule, which really puts us in a place where we don't know if we're coming or going. Uh, and then, you know, you get to the point of thinking, is that all there is? I mean, you know, you've worked, you've saved, you've waited to have the time to do the things you've wanted to do and, and go to the places you want to go. And now, you know, you think, now what? You know, so now what am I going to do? And, you know, as I said to Anti, I have to confess that recently, you know, I have been finding myself in a rut doing the same thing day in and day out. And, you know, the more I did nothing, the more I wanted to do nothing. I can relate to that for sure. And... I started to accept, you know, make in the uh, excuses for not accepting invitations. And also like anti, right up to the last minute, thinking of a reason I could cancel. And I mean, it, it, you know, so I just finally reached the point of getting fed up with myself. You know, what the hell? What I what am I doing? Why right. you know uh, I'm a person that wants to always keep in the back of her head is if today is the last day of my life, how do I want to be spending uh. it? And you know, moping from one room to the other in the house was not exactly what I had in mind. So I would say, what was I doing before that I wasn't doing now? And the answer is, you know what? I wasn't saying yes. Ah. Uh. Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. Because saying yes through the better part of my life, and certainly in the better part of my life, allowed me the opportunity to have fun and to have all these interesting experiences that I had. And so... I'll tell you the this story of how one small yes led me to having an experience I could have never even <laughs> dreamed of. So, oh, I can't wait. Okay. I have, um, when I was chairman of the Design Industry Foundation for AIDS, I had a board member who uh, held a position at the... Chicago Natural Museum of Natural History. And Jim called me one day and said, I have to do a luncheon and um, I'm putting together a group of people. I'd really like you to come. I don't think you're going to know anybody there. Would you please come? And I thought to myself, oh God, I'm not going to know anybody. And then I said, well, okay, yes, I will. Well, Unbeknownst to me, we I walk in this private dining room at the museum, and I am introduced to someone by the name of Viscount mm. David Lindley. Mm, well, I had been such a royal watcher that I knew right away this was the Princess Margaret's son and the nephew of the Queen of England. Oh, my goodness. And he was visiting the museum. David had um, been creating these extraordinary 
uh, pieces of furniture, mainly known for its inlay work. Mm. And uh, so he was seated next to me, and I mean, he was good. I think he's probably 10, 12 years younger than I am. At the time, he was uh, single, and we started chatting, and apparently he had a contract with Wedgwood to do dinnerware design, and when he found out that I was doing it, except on a much larger scale because I was doing it for the mass merchandisers. He became, you know, our conversation got very animated and very involved. And, um, you know, he spoke of his mother and, and it was, it was just a really nice. We were connecting on. We were connecting. Exactly. And so, um, before we left, you know, he said, please, if you're ever in London, please, look me up. I want you to come to my studio. Well, unbeknownst to me, you know, every mother, grandmother, and whatever in the world was leaving messages for him at the hotel trying to get their daughters or granddaughters to meet him in the hopes of walking down uh, the aisle. Oh, yeah. Anyway, lo and behold, about six months later, I did happen to be in London. I was on my way back from seeing a client in Bilbao, Spain, and I was going to stay in London a couple of days. And I called David, and he was very excited. Oh, please, come. Come to the studio. Gave me the dress. It was on King's Road. And I arrived, and he was, tell me, and he was so gracious. And, you know, I remember he showed me a cabinet he had just completed for Elton John. And he had, and they had very narrow drawers. And as you opened the drawer, you know, it was set up for every one of his eyeglasses. And, and then the oh outside goodness. was all beautiful inlay. And, and he said, well, come downstairs to the office and we'll have tea. So, you know, go down these stairs and here's this, you know, kind of a small living room set up. And then beyond that was a clearly a studio and um, like a kitchen and somebody made tea and brought tea and we started chatting. And he, again, he said, you know, uh, I very much want to be doing what you do. And um, I really, 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 you know, would like your help. He said, you know, I don't have the finances to do it or the contacts. And I was hoping, and at that point, I burst out into <laughs> laughter. And he's, I mean, it was, the laughter was so heavy and so infectious that he started laughing. And then <laughs> finally, he, he said, oh, you know, I finally stopped laughing. And he said, um, what's so funny? I said, well, David, firstly, I am neither old enough nor rich enough to be your patron. (laughs) I said, but beyond that, I am picturing my father turning over in his grave to think that the nephew of the Queen of England is hitting his daughter up for money. (laughs) When... Uh, as a kid, I used to ask my dad for money, and he would say to me, what do you think I am, the Bank of England? Oh, and he, come on. 
honest to God, and he said, I mean, we laugh so hard over this. And um, I sometimes wonder if my Midwestern in-your-face kind of personality gets to even the, the most high, the highest echelon of society. But he was such a good sport. And so as I was leaving, he said, oh, you can't leave. You can't leave unless I give you a gift. I have to give you a gift. And so he ran through and he came out with this wonderful um, table easel, small easel, oh. you know, to put a painting on, yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. to use for uh, actually creating artwork, but to display it, uh, that had been made in the studio. And it was such a wonderful, just a great experience. I mean, to, for someone like, how the hell did this ever happen? But yes. So, well, let me interrupt really quickly because not only did you say yes to this dinner that we have all said no to, right? Many times in our lives that we said no to an event where we're going to be the only people we know. Exactly. <laughs> and you don't have this story where you end up in London laughing in the face of royalty. But I also think there's a metaphoric yes in the way you reacted to him as well, as opposed to going, ah, the polite thing would be to excuse myself or say, I'm so sorry, I can't help. But you're, you were, yes. So, you know, for those of you that don't know, I'm an improviser and our, and everyone loves to make fun of improvisers, which is we're easy targets. So it's fine. But one of our main tenants is yes. And when you're doing a scene with somebody, you're not alone because if you say this is a phone that's a banana, the person's going to say, yes, that is a phone that's a banana, and I'm looking to make a call. And th they would be the asshole if they say, that's not a phone. I don't know who the fuck you are. You know, you can get one laugh out of that. But, but yes and means I'm saying yes to your idea and building it with you. So you've, you yesed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> in a sense, by telling you, go fuck yourself. And I think you're right. I, I mean that lovingly, but I think you're right that that kind of language actually does translate to quote unquote successful people or people that are in the, you know, higher caste system than us um, because they're used to being straightforward and not dancing around the topic. They'll dance around a topic, but they also have experienced some straightforward conversation as well. Well, it it was you know I mean he was he was a very good sport about it, uh, but truly all I could picture was my father saying to me, "What do you think I am, the Bank of England?" That's amazing. That's and amazing. I mean this was just like so out there, you know. But and you know anyway, what I'm trying to say is the hardest yes is the one that takes you out of your comfort zone. Hmm. And yet, this is the most important yes. You know, so what if you don't know anyone at, you know, whatever, and so what if you've never traveled alone before? Hmm. So what if you never, whatever? I mean, we've all, I mean, when I hear people, well, I've never, really? Well, no one's done everything, and... If you don't get out of your comfort zone, how in the world are you ever going to experience any adventure in your life? So I, I, you know, people say, 
Oh, Lois, you have balls. Yeah, I do. Mm. I mm. do. But let I've me said it you, on this podcast. <laughs> yes. I developed them out of necessity. And you can too. When I found my, and I spoke about this in the first episode, when I found myself left by my husband, I was completely devastated. Devastated. And I try to hang on to, you know, a couple of friends that I that I had, but you know they had their own life. And um, I remember Christmas came, and everybody was doing something, and there I was. Christmas was coming, and I didn't have any any plans. So I thought, well. I don't want to be sitting home alone on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. So I found a, a, a trip, and I had never taken a... Well, I shouldn't say that because I did take a group trip to Egypt, but I'd never taken like a city trip. And this was a trip to Switzerland, to Zermatt, the ski capital. And so I, I, I did this, and I, I remember being on the runway at O'Hare and I'm you know the engines are going and we we're starting to taxi very slowly and you know the tears are rolling down my face what has my life become that I am alone for Christmas what have I done that this is where I am and then I said bitch <laughs> you're sitting in a first class seat with the brand new fur coat fur was okay in those days yes guys. it was brand new first coat the fur coat sitting up in the bin on your way to one of the most beautiful places in the world you're going to sit here crying feeling sorry for yourself so that's all I needed, and I went on this trip, and I became kind of like the tour director and did the parties and the skating parties and all that other stuff. The point is this. It's your choice, people. You could sit at home, licking your wounds, feeling sorry for yourself, not wanting, you know, well, I've never done this before, and I'm afraid, and all that other stuff. You can be the victim, or you can get some balls and get out there and do something. So I'll give you a few ways to get started. Let's say you've never traveled before, and you really don't want to, or you're not, you're not ready to travel alone. Oh, I mean, I could, my mother uh, is, entertaining the idea to come out she's never been away from her children you know we've all been in the same state and she's petrified about the idea of just flying by herself so well okay she's got to get over that right yes away. right that's that's one thing but it's because she hasn't traveled by herself yes and you only need to do something one time then you've broken that mm. i have never it's only one time and then you think about the next time when the next time comes. But if you aren't ready to travel alone, take a, get in your car and take a short road trip, an hour or two road trip. Go and have, in fact, before you go, make a plan. See where you're going. See what there is to, you know, to do that's of interest to you. Find out. 
the restaurant that you might want to try. Uh, if they take reservations, book a table for one. And get in your car and go. And you go and see whatever it is you wanted to see. And you sit and you dine and have a lovely lunch or dinner or whatever time of day you're going. And then maybe on the way back, stop and have a coffee and a biscuit or something. I will absolutely guarantee you that you will feel so good about yourself mm. because you've broken that I don't want to do things alone. And that's just one small way of starting to say yes. So say yes to yourself first and foremost. Yeah, I think that um, some of the viewers that may be coming to see this show, I know that this is where I have found myself several times is uh, at the rock bottom of that emotion, right? Where, God damn, I'm tired of feeling sorry for myself. And I know sometimes it's hard for me personally to find the motivation unless I've hit those rock bottoms. Uh, but you can wait. You don't have to wait until you hit that to go, ah, you know what, this is going to be just another boring, or today sucks, yeah, I'm going to go out for a, a, a walk or something. You know what I love, too, about all the stuff we've talked about leading up to this point, at any point if someone's like, well, how am I supposed to say yes to going out to the, the dinner because I, I don't really have many friends? Well, we've got that episode where we teach you how to go out there and improve your social life and meet somebody new and say yes to that opportunity. Also, being okay with the fact, you know, this relates to Lois being alone on Christmas, you're going to find yourself alone sometimes. So this still applies to you and making the most out of your life. Uh, a quick share on my part, just yesterday, um, I've been in a rut for a long time. And to the point where it's a, a habit of that, right? You yes. know, like mm -hmm. it's a habit. And I haven't hit a rock bottom yet. So, because I was kind of keeping just enough going. And I was in the car and I said to myself, am I going to be a rut in a rut in 60 years? Do I want to be a, in a rut in 30 years when I don't have a pension or, you know, <laughs> when I don't have enough money to pay for an Uber then? So I, I was kind of zooming out and seeing the bigger picture of what my choices now will affect my life to be later. So, Oh, absolutely. And you know, another thing that, again, we've talked about in an earlier episode in finding your passion. I mean, here's this perfect way, if you think you're interested in something, to um, find an activity or a place where that passion may be exhibited and you make plans to go. Now, you know, all of this has been saying yes uh, to those opportunities. Uh, we've never talked about being the first one to make the offer, which we talked a little bit about in, you know, one of the earlier programs. But um, that what I'm trying to say is we just need to say yes to things, even if we feel like saying no. And next time, 
when you'll be joining us. We will be talking about the one word that reinforces self-validation. I can't wait for that one, Lois. I, I am in the dark as everyone else is as to what that one word is. And that means we'll all have to be here next Friday for yes. that episode. So yes. stay tuned. Until then, you can join us on Facebook or on Instagram and keep up with us there. We're at Silver and Sensational on both of those products. Uh, you can also email us any question, even if you don't know what the topic of the upcoming week is. You can email us at silverandsensational at gmail.com, and we're going to bookmark those questions. And if it applies, then we might just use it like we did. And thank you again to John R's submission. We might just use it on our program. And Lois, what's... Uh, Oh, did I steal all the... No, what do they have to do if they're watching us well, on YouTube right now? of course you didn't steal my thunder. I was afraid to oh uh, for a second. God. I thought I did. So, if you're watching YouTube, we sure would like you to subscribe and like, share it with your friends, and hit the notification button so you know you're being notified when the next episode arrives. comes up. In the meantime, also, if you have any comments, put them down in the comment box. We'd love to hear from you. And I can't thank you enough for taking the time to listen and watch us. And we wish you the very best until next time. Jessica, thank you. Lois, thank you. I'm so glad I get to do this with you. Oh, it's my pleasure. I can't wait to learn about what I need to do for my self-validation. Well, one of the things. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.